Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk with Dennis Martin, where we talk about real life issues. Let's join the podcast. Tonight, I want to talk to you about why procrastination is an enemy of our destiny. Now, last night on our check-in Monday, uh, the first statement I made basically was procrastination is an enemy of our destiny. And tonight I wanted to uh, continue on that and elaborate a little bit more and give us to understand why, why procrastination is a enemy of our uh, destiny. And I want us uh, to get this tonight. Uh, many of us, we have many things that can be enemies of our destiny, but one of the things that usually goes unnoticed and is not in control or under, uh, we don't check it, and that is procrastination. A lot of us, if we be honest tonight, we've been guilty of that somewhere in our lives where we have procrastinated. We have not uh, done those things and uh, we've not uh, went right away in doing the things we needed to do. And we procrastinated through life. And what we've done in the midst of our procrastination is we blamed others for what has not happened for us. Or we blamed others for what has not taken place. And, you know, it's so easy for us to, to throw the blame on they didn't do this for me or they said he was coming through when so many times things are already open right in front of us and we don't we don't take advantage of what's already open in front of us and so we sort of procrastinate but some things we've got to do and we have to start doing them not later but we have to do them now or begin to do them well let's look at first kings when i look at first kings um, and we'll get into uh, the why, why in a minute. But in First Kings chapter 7, and when you start reading at verse number 3, you find that there were four leopard men, lepers. They had leprosy. And uh, these men, as they were there, a word had came that God was going to cause uh, a blessing to come in this city in which they were in the midst of of a famine. But what happened was in the midst of this, when you read at verse number three, the Bible said, and there were four lepers men at the entrance in of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit ye here until we die? The reason they were saying that because they were really not permitted to go in to the cities. There's almost like this uh, virus, coronavirus, when we had the pandemic, they talked about practicing social distancing. And so they were really not allowed to go in to the city. They were diseased. But notice what they said. They said, we're in the midst of this. And they said, why sit ye here until we die? In other words, why are we going to sit here and procrastinate and wait on death or wait on something to happen? Why sit ye here until we die? If we say, we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and if we shall and we shall die there, but if we sit still here, we die also. Either way, 
we probably going to have a death sentence. Or it may be possible that if we go into the city, notice what they said, Maybe possible if we go in the city. Now, therefore, come, let us go up and fall into the host of the Syrians. And if they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall die. But they went in. They did not uh, procrastinate. They made up in their mind that they were going to make a decision to go in to do this. And sometimes we have to understand that a lot of things that have been held up from us or seemingly held up has not been the devil has not been any other thing that you can blame. It has been us that has procrastinated. We have, we, we have not moved. We have not done the things that we could have done. And we uh, use the blaming or what we don't have on somebody else. Notice again, when you notice in the scripture, in Numbers, uh, Numbers chapter 13, after they came back from spying out the land, uh, those that went up, they said, surely when we look at the land, it is everything God said it is. And some of us, that's how we believe. We believe that everything that God said, we believe that that's what it is. They said, we believe that it is flowing with milk and honey. Matter of fact, we brought back proof that it flows with milk and honey. It is just like God said. But also, we need to tell you that there are some occupants in the land, and they're giants. And they begin to name them. They said they're giants in the land. But notice, it was in verse 30, chapter 13, and Caleb, the Bible said, Caleb, steal the people. Caleb stealed the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able, we are well able to overcome it. We can do this. We don't need to procrastinate. Let's go up at once. Let's get in a hurry. Let's go do it now. Let's do it. And so when they begin to, when he began to say that notice, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able. They begin to be confrontational. They begin to say, we can't do it. We don't need to go up at once. There, there's a whole lot of stuff going on over there. They're men of great stature. And then they finally came to the conclusion that we were in our own eyesight. They're giants. And we were in our own eyesight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight, which made no sense because they didn't see them spying out the land. But notice what happened in chapter 14, verse 1, and then we'll get into a little bit more of this. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept all night. Notice Caleb said, let's go up as once. But then as they began to listen at the other report and listen at the others that went up with Caleb, uh, they said, uh, we, we need you to understand that we can't do it. And so they began to weep all night. Notice what procrastination did. Caused them to go into a time of weeping and mourning. And the Bible says in verse number two, and all the children of Israel mumbered against Moses and against Aaron. They mumbered 
And not only did they mumble, but notice what they began to say. They said, we would to God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or we would to God that we had died in the wilderness. And so procrastination of what they were listening to and not moving caused them to cry, caused them to mumble, caused them to complain, and caused them to wish that they had died in Egypt after praying to come out of Egypt, then wishing that something would happen. But notice, not only did they do that, but they began to say, you brought us out to fall on the sword. You brought us out to be killed. It would be better for us to return to Egypt. So in verse four, they said, and they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. Let's go back to where we came from. And I want to tell you something. Procrastination will get you, uh, why it's such an enemy, it will get you where you will turn back from the things that God, you know, he has spoke to you or he has said to you. It is one, uh, uh, procrastination is one of the things that if you're going to move forward, we've got to deal with procrastination. Now, I know this may not be a popular subject, but and, and people today, they are procrastinators. They don't do things. They don't move. They don't operate. And so when you don't deal with it, it causes other things to happen when you are a procrastinator, when you don't move, when you don't take and, and, and move quickly, it causes you. So when you think about it, if you're going to move forward, if we're going to make any progress, we've got to deal with procrastination. Stop talking about what everyone else hadn't done for you or what they're not doing for you and start dealing with what you have control over, which is whether you procrastinate or not, whether you wait, whether you don't do anything. And so let's talk about why procrastination is an enemy to our destiny. Why, why is it such a thing that goes unnoticed? Why is procrastination such a thing that goes and no one pays attention to it? No one pays any mind to it. They just sort of, uh, just, it, it just creeps up on you. And then you think that you, you try to figure out, okay, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I know that things are not going the way I believe they should go. Well, before we blame anybody, let's look at a couple of things to find out what the issue may be when it comes to why procrastination is such an enemy to our destiny. Number one, and I promise not to be long. Number one, number one, the longer we procrastinate, the more comfortable we become with doing nothing. Did y'all hear what I just said? the more we procrastinate, the more comfortable we become with doing nothing. That's what they said. They said, why sit ye here until we die? Why get comfortable in this place of death? Why get comfortable in this place and, and knowing that, you know, death may be inevitable, why do it? And so a lot of us, the longer we procrastinate on something, whether it's business, whether it's ministry, whether it's something that you know the Lord has given you a vision in your spirit, could be 
for you to start a business, could be for you to go help somebody to do whatever. The longer we procrastinate, the more comfortable we become with doing nothing. And that's a dangerous thing because uh, the Bible says, when you talk about it, it talks about faith. And it says, faith without works is dead. So faith doesn't just operate by itself. You got to put some legs and shoes on your faith to get it to operate. You understand? You, you got to get some legs and some shoes on your faith. And so you just can't sit around. We we take faith like, okay, I got faith. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to lift my head and it's going. this job is going to drop out the sky. This business is going to drop out the sky. And that's the way we take it. And that's not what it is because, you know, you, it takes faith, but you got to go out and find, if you're looking for a building, find it. If you're looking for something to do, you got to go find it. You, it just ain't, it's just not coming because you just looked up and prayed. You, you're not getting a job if you don't fill out no application. So you have to understand the longer you procrastinate, the more comfortable we become with doing nothing. And then that's when we go to blaming everybody else for what we don't have. We haven't put any effort, any work, any thought, anything into it. We just sort of waiting. And next thing you know, what happens, what you find out is in procrastination, that one thing which you becoming comfortable with doing nothing turns into months, turns into years. And next thing you know, you're sitting on things that should have been released many, many years ago. And I'm not talking to you uh, about something that I haven't done. Uh, I remember I, I got one book that we are uh, finishing up now. But there's another book that I did years ago. I've got the notes. I'm past it and around and looked at it and did everything to it. And I just have to admit to you, that book should have been out. 10 years ago, I just was procrastinating, got comfortable with doing nothing. And the book, it's still sitting on my computer. I'm going to get it out, though. And uh, the, the book uh, is called Victim of Self, Victim of Self. And it's just been sitting there doing absolutely nothing. Are you listening? So... The longer you procrastinate, the more comfortable you become with doing nothing. All right. Number two, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving tonight. Number two, the longer we procrastinate, it opens the door for people to talk us out of our assignments or our dreams. Notice Caleb says, steal the people and say, let's go up at once. We're well able to possess it. But because they didn't go up at once, they had others that had an opportunity to interject. They had others that had an opportunity to say and put something in. And because they put something in, they had that opportunity to put it in and to say whatever they were going to say. And so with them interjecting and putting it in, the Bible says the results of it was in chapter 14, the people wept all night and then they murmured. 
when you uh, when you procrastinate, you open up the door for people to talk you out of your assignment or talk you out of your dreams. How many would just be honest? Some things that you know you could have done, should have done, people have talked you out of it. Maybe it was going back to school. Maybe it was starting a business. Maybe it was uh, you know getting some things up and going, but they've talked you out of it simply because, think about it, simply because the fact that you left that door open for them to talk you out of. You've been, you've been procrastinating. You done got all the advice you can get. You done talked to everybody you can talk to about it. Everyone that gave you their opinion, they done told you what they thought. You done did everything. And I mean, you done just did everything. You had all the things that you needed to have and you still have not done anything with it. You done got prophecies on it. Uh, you got 10 prophecies on it. You sitting on the prophecies. You done recorded it, wrote it down, and you still not doing anything. Nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. All that stuff, all that stuff you got, wait, you ain't done nothing with it. You done wrote a song, didn't put it out. Why? Because the longer you procrastinate, you open the door for people to talk you out of your assignment and out of your dreams. And some of us, you put your stuff on hold because people talk you out of it. And we and you might as well admit it. Talk you right out of it and, and left you where you were like, how in the world did that happen? They talk you out of it. All right. And I'm moving quickly tonight. Number three, uh, you have to make a decision sometimes. Caleb says, let us go up at once. Sometimes you have to make a decision. This is why procrastination can be dangerous uh, to your destiny. Sometimes you have to make a decision right now. You, you don't have time to run it past 10 people. You have time to run it past five or six people. You already done did all the running. You already know what God said. And so when you uh, sometimes take that time and you you don't do that and uh, you don't make the decision right now, delay and procrastination can throw things out of sync. It can throw things out. I remember when I got ready to... Um, when the late uh, presiding bishop, Bishop Owens, um, was appointing me to Holy Trinity, which is RRC now, I'll never forget going to Marietta that Sunday, sitting next to him because I was speaking, and he touched me and said, "Son, I got a church for you, and uh, I wanna, I wanna get you in there this week." Well, I'd already got a prophecy in January that you know, you're going to be pastoring in a couple of months. I, I, you know, I didn't want to hear that because I was doing all right evangelizing. I don't want to be no pastor. I have to be honest with you. That was not on my radar. And so I was sitting there and, 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 and he said to me, he said, I need an answer right away. In other words, he, he's telling me, I need, I need you to give me an answer. I think he said by tomorrow because I need to get on this right away. 
I didn't have time to go through a lot of change. I think I talked to two or three people, my family, and I talked to my mother, uh, Mother Pace, and I, I talked to um, the late uh, Bishop Patterson, G. Patterson, and, and he said to me, well, I told you uh, two or three weeks ago that you would probably be off of the church. I don't know how he knew that, but he was spiritual. And so I called Bishop Owens back and I, I accepted uh, him and he, he came and appointed me to uh, Holy Trinity and now I've been there 20 some years. Well, he needed an answer then. A delay probably would have thrown things out of sync because he, he had in mind somebody else that he was thinking about putting there. But when my name was mentioned, he said, ah. And so a delay could have threw it off. And so when you procrastinate, you throw some things out of sync. You throw some things in delay mode or out of sync or they don't happen. And you're trying to figure out why isn't it happening? Because procrastination, sometimes things require an answer then, right then, right now. We're always preaching in, in service and God will do it immediately. Some things you got to deal with now. You can't wait until you know, way down the road and way down the line, you got to go on and answer that thing now. And so I'm saying to you that we have to uh, understand that when we're dealing with uh, procrastination and, and things, we have to make a decision right now. Sometimes it's a now decision that you have to make. And you got to say that it's a now decision that you've got to make a now decision. Everyone say a now decision. And so you have to do it now. Uh, let me do this. You have to make a decision now. All right. It, it has to be a now decision that you've got to do. Not tomorrow, not next week. You got to do it now. Some things are vital that we move on it now. Why is it vital? Because sometimes when you don't move on things now, you miss opportunities that may not be afforded to you again. All right. I'm going to say that one more time. You can miss an opportunity that may not be afforded to you again. And you have to make those things and we're not just talking about church. It could be job-wise. It could be uh, things. You have to make that decision then because you may miss an opportunity, again, that may not be afforded to you again. Some, some doors open, but then they close. And procrastination can close them. Um, procrastination, and I'm just about done, believe it or not. Procrastination can cause you to miss an open door right now and how many will be honest in your life you may have missed an open door because you procrastinated on a decision or on something you should have done you didn't do it and procrastination may cause you to miss an open door and and sometimes we already are already understand that we've got things that's going to come 
and we're going to be dealing with things even with the doors that's open. So that's why you got to move then. When you read in uh, Revelation or in 1 Corinthians, should I say, 1 Corinthians 16 and 9, notice what it says. This is what it says. He says, for a great door and effectional is open unto you, and there are many adversaries. He says, there's a great door opening you up, up to you, but there are many adversaries. You're going to have to deal with some things, some battles, some people that come, some people that want to block you, some people that don't want things to happen. And so your decision making, your ability to be uh, where you can make a decision now and not hesitate and not to do that, you, you have to be able to make that window, get in why you can get in. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Don't keep procrastinating. You, you said, I'm going to do it later. Tomorrow is not promised. That door may not be open tomorrow. It's like some things you buy, you buy them because that, that may not be open tomorrow. But when you procrastinate, and I don't know how many times I have went, went to do stuff and, and said, well, I'll get it later and went back later and couldn't get it. And I should, I, and I say to myself, I should have got it when I was thinking about it. But procrastination causes us to miss out on a lot. So there's some doors that are already open that we miss because we procrastinate. And we're looking at it and, and doing it. What we got to start doing in ministry, in your life, in everyday thing is stop hitting the snooze button. Now, there's some things we all should pray about things and some things God already had told you already. And so you're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you. He's already told you what to do. He's already told you how to do it. And you said, I'm waiting on God. God said, no, you're not waiting on me because I already put everything in place. You, you waiting on yourself because you're the one that keeps delaying it. You're the one that keeps procrastinating. Uh, you know, you, you're the one that keeps holding things up because you procrastinate and it is an enemy to your destiny because sometimes it just doesn't come back. I hate to say it that way, but some things don't, don't come back the way they should because you missed it the first time. Or you kept procrastinating. You kept putting it off. And so when you put it off, that's what happens. And so you need to look at that. You get, stop hitting that snooze button. Get Stop hitting it. Stop it. Don't hit that snooze button anymore. And let's, let's go. Now let me close this out on, on something, some points that I made last night. Uh, and, and this will help us with procrastination. Because a lot of people are trying to figure out Lord, I, I I'm procrastinating because I don't know where to start. I don't know what uh, I don't know what to do. Let me run over these points I shared last night on on uh, Monday night uh, check in Monday. First thing was I said you've got to start where you are. Stop procrastinating. You got to start somewhere. There has to be a starting point. And if you never start, you ain't gonna never get started. You got to start somewhere. Everybody has to start 
somewhere. And that's why procrastination is such an enemy because we don't, we're trying to wait and figure out what's the right date to get started. Timing is important. I'm going to put that out there so I won't leave it unbalanced. But there's never just a right date to get started. The right date to get started is when you get up and get started and stop procrastinating. The right right time is when you get up and get started. And you got to determine, I'm just going to do it. You got to wake up one day and say, this is the day. I'm going for it. This is the day I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to do it. You got to start somewhere. Start somewhere. That's important. That's why some of us, uh, you know, God is, I say again, we don't got all these words and prophecies and everything. And we got all this stuff that we, and that's what he told me. But when you going to get started? How can he do it? When you have never got started. I'm waiting on the sign. How many signs do you need? Oh, talk to me, somebody. How many signs do you need before you get started? I told you uh, number two last night was start with what you have. You, You may not have everything you need, but start with what you got. And if you start with what you got, then God will turn around. And bless you with more. God will turn around and bless you with more. Let me, there's another scripture I need to read. Well, I need to go back to uh, Numbers because I need to read something so you can, so that you can get this back at that 14th chapter of Numbers. And uh, let's see. It's Numbers 14. Let me see where. Okay, notice this, verse number eight. This, this, is, this is what he said. He says, verse number eight, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which flows with milk and honey. I hope you'll get that. He said, if the Lord delights in us, think about that. If the Lord delights in us, He'll bring us into the land and give us the land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, what are you saying? I'm saying to you, start with what you have. Start first, then start with what you have. And if the Lord delights in us, if the Lord blesses us, if the Lord moves for us, one scripture says uh, it, it just may be that the Lord will bless us. You just never know what God's going to do, but you've got to start, and then you've got to just start with what you have. You may not have all the money you need. Start with what you have. Do what you can do. Start where you are, right? Then the, the next thing is you got to work with the tools you have. Don't, don't worry about our problem is and our procrastination is we trying to get on the same level of other people. And, and get the same stuff they got. And you're not there. And if you're not there, it's okay. Start with the tools you have. And the stuff you got. And God will increase you. Multiply you. Bless you. As you start. 
But you got to start and you got to start what you got. And then whatever tools you have that he, he allows you to use, use those. And then God will give increase. And if he delights in you, he'll bless you with more. But you've got to say to yourself, I got to start with what I have. Stop procrastinating. Stop it. Just just stop. You, you don't have to be, you know, our problem is we want to be on the same level of Bishop Jakes. I want to be on the same level of this one. You don't have to be on that level. This is what I love about God. This is what I love about the body of Christ. This is what I love about the world. When I say the world, I'm talking about, you know, I, well, this is what I love, that the world is so big that actually, watch this, nobody has to step on anybody else's territory, if I could use that. No one has to step on anybody else's territory. No one has to be like anybody else. You can literally be yourself, and there's somebody in the world that will respond to you. You don't have to be a, common, uh, uh, a copy of anybody. You don't have to be a... Uh, you know, just I'm going to act like them. You got to walk like them. No, you can be yourself and somebody is going to be there to receive from you. That's why you got to stop procrastinating. You got to work with the tools you have. Stop and stop going through them changes that you got to be like. You You may not have a camera somebody else has. You don't have that. Uh, you know, when I first started, uh, you know, most people don't know this. I've got people that run sound system now and the cameras and, and all of that. They got ushers. All that's wonderful. But when I first got to Holy Trinity and we set up the sound system, most people didn't even know that I operated the sound. The sound system, uh, the, the brain was right under the podium. And I was the sound man while I was preaching. I would reach under there and turn the mic up or turn the mic down. I was the sound person. Show sure was. Very first service we did, uh, my daughter uh, had my camcorder and she taped it. I still got that service. Uh, we still got that service. And so we, we didn't have that. When I got to the church, uh, the set of drums we got now, you hear William O'Neill spanking them skins. We didn't have that. We didn't have that that kind of uh, drum set when I got there. No, not at all. And we didn't have no B three. We have no Hammond organ. It was more or less like a. It wasn't a pipe organ, but you know it was a. It wasn't, and we worked with that until the Lord started blessing us, and then we were able to purchase the B three. Then we were able to purchase a different, we've had a whole lot of sound systems, of course, but we were able to purchase a different sound system. We were able to purchase speakers because we used to have some speakers that were up in the top of the ceiling and they were, I mean, they weren't big speakers at all. They were, uh, I don't know what, but they were in there. We worked with what we had until we were able to buy other speakers that we could really adjust and do what we wanted to do. So, then we went in and we um, we went in and we uh, changed the inside of sanctuary. Uh, the restrooms used to be behind the pulpit. 
We had someone to come in and to adjust them and to um, to add restrooms in. Uh, most people sometimes that used to go there before I became the pastor, when they come, they don't even know, they don't even recognize the place because we did all that work in there. But it didn't happen overnight. It, that work didn't happen two weeks after I got there. Over time, we started working with the tools we had, developing and getting things. Now I don't even run the sound system. I don't do none of that. Think about it. I used to preach and run the sound system, reaching under there doing that. I remember the first service, uh, my wife did the, uh, she was doing the, uh, passing out the programs. We, we did, we, we worked in many capacities until people start coming and then we worked with the tools we had. So that's why you can't procrastinate. That's why you've got to keep on doing what you're doing and, and don't procrastinate it. You got to do that. And so we have to uh, understand that that is something that all of us have to do. And that is learn how to work with what we have. Uh, I'll say this last thing to you. We've got a, when I first got there, uh, when you would come in the church, you would go, uh, when you, you would face coming to the front door and you would go to your left to come into the church. Thank you, Sister Glass. Um, you would come into the church. Well, I had a vision that I don't want to do that. I want to close that off. And then I wanted uh, to have the door. When you come in, you just come straight in. Well, I had someone to come in. They cut that out. And then I was asking people, I want to put some glass doors in there. I went to a, a, a name uh a, a company that that's what they do professionally is install doors. They came and told me they couldn't do it. They said, the guy came out and said, there's no way this can be done. He said, I can't do it. I really? He said, no. Guess what happened? A guy came uh, that we were introduced to. He did, we did some work and he was doing some work for me. And I told him what I wanted to do. And he took, he went to a place, measured it, got the doors, got him a, a, a guy, one of them Mexicans standing on the corner and, and, and paid him. And they came and knocked that thing out in a day and a half. And I got my doors. Other people said they couldn't do it and said if I could get it done, it was going to cost me $3,800. I'm here to tell you all of it was done for about 12. Stop procrastinating. Get yourself up and start understanding Work with the tools you have. Where would we be if I would have kept procrastinating? Wouldn't be many places. But you got to keep on working what you're working. All right? And um, do that. Uh, I said this last night, and I'll close with this. Stop procrastinating and waiting on a lot of folk. Don't, 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 don't do that. Stop waiting on a lot of folks. What you need to do, and I'm going to tell you what you need to do, is you need to work with whoever you have and work with what you got. And the late uh, Prophet Brown used to say all the time, I used to love to hear him say it. And when we would, you would say, 
this, that, and that. He said, we're going to work with what's working. Somebody, you need to get that. That needs to become a sign. We're going to work with what is working. And if you work with what's working, God will turn around and bless you for doing so. I pray and trust that you got some tonight. Keep pressing, keep moving. Don't procrastinate. The rest, the rest of this year, start locking into your dream, your assignment, your vision. Stop letting people talk you out of what you know God told you he's going to do. Start walking in that direction of your destiny. Ah, I heard that. Start walking in the direction of your destiny. And you stop listening to these folk talking about, well, you know, God, uh, you know, you got to hang around people that where you want to go hang with those folk. Listen, I I, I have to tell you all that I, I, I'm OK with that. But. When I got God. I don't necessarily have to hang with anybody when I got God, because God can put me where he wants me to be and put you where you, you need to be and touch the hearts of people that we don't even know. That's why this thing is so big. When we start talking about, we we are locked in. Our procrastination comes because we're locked into a group, a certain sector, a group. We believe that it, if, you know, it only happens in this group. The world is so big and so much that God, you can be sitting here talking to people in China and have never been to China. When I did my mother's uh, homegoing mother pace, someone from Africa, someone from Africa sent me a, a message and said to me, I thank God for you. I thank God for your message and your word. Said you have ministered to me and said, I was wondering why I was grabbing hold of every word you said. He said, my mother passed two weeks ago, and because of your word that you spoke at your mother's homegoing service, Mother Pace, he said, I've been able to make it through the passing of my mother. That's in Africa. I ain't never been to Africa. I hope y'all getting this. So stop procrastinating. Stop, stop waiting to my own, on my destiny. Lord, I better not say that because y'all really get upset if I say that. But I'm going to say it anyway because I, I got the mic. So let me say it. Your destiny may not be in and wrapped up in the place you think is wrapped up in. Your destiny may not be wrapped up in where you putting all your energy at. I'm going to leave that right there. Leave right there for a minute. Where you putting all your energy at may not even be your destiny. It may be a stop on the way to it, but don't mean that's your destiny. And your procrastination is the thing. You, you 
procrastinating, waiting on something to happen. Don't let people hold you hostage on a promise. Sometimes you got to move. You got to start walking in the, the direction of your destiny. Start putting stuff in place that match your destiny. You hear about talking about hang around people. Sometimes you just got to start putting stuff in place that match what you know your destiny is. You got you got to know it. You can't be like, well, I'm going no. If I'm going to Disney World, I don't necessarily need you to go to Disney World with me. I gotta I gotta start walking and planning for Disney World. Gotta get my ticket. Gotta get my stuff. That's that's what I gotta do. I can't wait and be like, well, I'm gonna wait on you. No, I can't wait. I'm gonna get my stuff because you may fool around here and change your mind and not go at all. So I'm going to go and get my stuff so I can be ready to go when I say I'm going. I pray. Oh, my God. I got to stop. I pray and trust you. <laughs> got some out of this tonight. Oh, Lord, I got to quit. Let me leave it alone. All right. Let's let's pray. And I pray and trust that many of you will get up from where you are. If you've been procrastinating, uh, let that that book that's been birthed in your spirit, get it out. That song that you wrote, get it out. Uh, that that business you just wanted to start, get it out. Whatever it is that you know has been birthed, stop letting it lay there dormant because you're procrastinating. Get up and get started. And I promise you, if you get started, if you make one step, God will make two. Let's pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you tonight for those that have joined us. I pray that this uh, lesson tonight, this word, these words of encouragement would encourage someone that they will be able to, God, go and do those things that you call them to do. God, we rebuke that spirit of procrastination. We rebuke, God, that spirit of delay and hinder and where we will not move because we're waiting on others and because of things. But tonight, God, we speak to our destiny. We walk in the direction of our destiny. We walk in the area of where you've called us to. We're on our way. We're walking in that direction, God, and we pray that you would bless us. Delight in us. Oh, hey, if you delight in us. Oh, God, if you delight in us, if you delight in us, not if others delight, but if you delight in us. Oh, God, no, it's no telling what will happen when the Lord delights in us. And so, Lord, we thank you now and we give you praise, God, that it shall be, it will be, it's going to happen. And we thank you tonight. Oh, God, and we speak over somebody's life. God, their future looks bright. Their destiny is already set. You're getting ready to do it. Cause them to get up and walk in confidence and in faith in that direction. Let no one talk them out of it, but God, let them move swiftly and God, let it happen and be so in Jesus name. Thank God. Amen. Thank you everyone for joining today's podcast with Dennis L. Martin Sr. If you would like to donate to the podcast with the cash app, the dollar sign DLMSR. Have an awesome day.